Good morning, Sunday morning. Hey everybody, good morning, Sunday morning, and welcome to, uh, I believe this is episode 54 of the Sunday Morning Podcast. Uh, This week, we decided we wanted to try something new, something a little different, and we're going to do a deep dive. Uh, Tom spent uh, years on this research. Um, Years. Years, yeah. I think it was like maybe a half hour total, but... Uh, it's Tom literally Gavin. the most focused that I've ever been on a single thing in my entire life. So if you <laughs> love it, you can DM me and tell me. And if you don't, I dare you to come kick my ass. Yeah, but we are going to be talking about uh, the CIA today and their history of uh, state-sponsored terrorism. Um, and we're just going to try this out, see if you guys like it. And if you do, there's a lot of crazy shit that has gone on in the history of the American empire. So we might do uh, more of these if you guys enjoy them. Yeah. Like just to be clear, like we're getting into some awful things today and this barely scratches the fucking surface, like doing research and actually like typing up and getting everything ready for this episode. It was very difficult to confine it to a couple of things because you look up like the CIA and like, like the CIA has its own Wikipedia page for human rights violations. (laughs) Like Jesus fucking Christ. Given enough time, the Sunday morning podcast will also have its own Wikipedia page for human rights violations. That's our first Patreon goal. (laughs) (laughs) If you donate $5 monthly, we will violate somebody's human rights. Lyles. <laughs> yeah, Lyles. To be Lyles, clear. dignity and honor, yes. <laughs> like, like Tom said, there's so much to talk about about the CIA. So we focused, we decided we're going to focus specifically on three things for this deep dive. Uh, first one, Operation Northwoods. Uh, second one, Operation Mongoose. And the third one is the uh, Family Jewels. I'm so excited to talk about that one. For those of you who haven't heard of, of any of those or one of them, we'll explain each of them in detail, and then we'll go in and break down what happened, what the results were, what the fallout was, things like that. Cool. In that case, first thing is, is Operation Northwoods. And if y'all don't know about Operation Northwoods, it is the exact reason that you... I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, telling the listeners of this podcast to never trust a goddamn word that the government tells you. But um, I mean, it is the same patterns and blatant justification for imperialism that we still see today. So Operation Northwoods was a proposed military operation uh, like by the CIA to commit acts of terrorism against both U.S. civilians and U.S. military, whether it was like bases or soldiers or whatever. This was in the 60s, and they wanted to blame all of it on Castro so that they could justify military intervention. Specifically, 1962 uh, was when they like cooked up this whole shit, because y'all know, at least I would assume you guys know, Fidel Castro uh, takes power in Cuba in 59 and then takes them three years to cook up, you know, fucking... 
all sorts of Looney Tunes ass schemes and plots to get rid of him. And this was, you know, another one on the docket. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's awful. I mean, it's it's straight up. It's terrible. So this shit was all declassified during the I don't remember exactly which commission it was. I believe it was the Rockefeller Commission. It was a presidential commission looking into, I believe it was specifically CIA abuses, but all of this came to light. All of this came to light in 1964 because of the Kennedy assassination. These were documents that were considered relevant and therefore declassified to the Kennedy assassination, which I think is kind of. I, interesting yeah yeah you've yeah you know where i'm going with that and i i mean the reason is like so operation northwoods was rejected by jfk so he he got this proposal so it was originally written by this guy lyle schmitz um hey and- now no <laughs> no it was not i had nothing to do with this so it was written by this guy lyman lemnitzer <laughs> And the the title of the memo was U.S. Justification for Military Intervention in Cuba. And let me tell you a little something about Lyman Lemnitzer. That he sounds like Lem- a that sounds like a like whenever like you're writing a editor? paper in school, that sounds like your first draft title to your final draft title. You know, like you just title it U.S. Justification for Military Intervention in Cuba. And then your teacher's like, hey, this suck shit so you're like uh 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 operation northwoods it's like it's a name that i would put in there just so i don't have like untitled document 64 yeah exactly (laughs) like and 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 this guy lyman lemnitzer he was he was kind of one of the grandfathers of the modern surveillance and I don't know. He is very largely he he played a very big part in the intelligence community in the 60s. So he served mm-hmm. in so he fought in World War II. He was promoted to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which um to anybody who doesn't know what that is, basically it is it's an assembly of the highest ranking officials from each I believe it's from each branch of military service. Yes. And they basically all work together on national security. So it's it's a bunch of yeah, for any CIA of our folks. for any of our listeners who failed high school government. Wait, they taught that in high school government. Fuck, uh, didn't they didn't fail, teach me but... that in high school anything. Yeah, I learned that like four days ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he did that. And then he also went on and fought in the Korean War. Um, and then after that. He helped oversee the Bay of Pigs. He was promoted to the uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So he was like like head honcho, oversaw the Bay of Pigs, and then he wrote Operation Northwood. So he is basically just a a walking, breathing pond scum. Well, I guess nice. not anymore. I'm pretty Me sure too. he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's deader than shit. My question, my question here is: so he oversees the Bay of Pigs, right? Yeah. Which is a colossal failure from the U.S.'s point of view. And then yeah. they let him keep doing things like they didn't immediately say this guy's a fucking moron. Let's get rid of him. It's kind of like how we've made it to episode 54. 
it's kind of the same. It's just failing upwards. It happens. I was about to say it is failing upward to the most insane magnitude. Like it is the most batshit degree of failing upward that I've ever witnessed in my goddamn life. It's what I'm reading about. This is it's insane. I mean, like, God, and 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 this. Okay, I just I just want to read you a quote just to just to give you an idea of how absolutely fucking ghoulish this person was. They said about Operation Northwoods, and and here's the thing: Operation Northwoods. When I talk about like acts of terrorism against U.S. citizens, I mean that they plan shit like hijackings and bombings. Which I mean, hey, if they were planning. Hijackings in the 60s, uh, you know, I wonder what they were doing uh, September 10th of 2001. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's That's a different episode. episode. It's another episode. We'll, we'll get into that later. It's just an interesting observation is all. But, like, I, I mean, that's literally what they planned. They planned to, to murder U.S. civilians. They planned to bomb and shoot up military bases. and. In, in, in exact quote from this guy was the desired result from the execution of this plan would be to place the United States in the apparent position of suffering defensible grievances from a rash and irresponsible government of Cuba. And it's like literally the only thing like they just wanted to paint Cuba as this awful fucking thing after Castro came to power. And it's like, again, I feel like we're preaching to the choir, like obviously you know, the people who are going to be listening to the podcast know this, but like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, it is just so egregious. And these are the things that were supposed to be hidden forever. These are the things that only came out after the leader of the free world was shot in the head on national television. They actually, they didn't even come out until 92, though, Tom. Really? They were declassified in 64. No, no, no. Uh, Wikipedia, at least, says they were declassified through the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. Really? Oh. Maybe I was reading about the family jewels in. I don't know. One of these is declassified in 64. Again, if you don't like the episode, I dare you to come kick my ass. Um, uh, I, I I blame Alex for this confusion just because we've all been in high school and we know that Wikipedia is not a reliable source. We all know this. It's known. It's fine. Wait, Wicca repeat. Wick- Fuck you. <laughs> Wicca repeat. This motherfucker said Wicca repeat. <laughs> Fuck! Dangerously close to some slurs there. Anyway, my favorite... <laughs> piece about all this is that at some point there was a meeting with just a bunch of guys around a table and they were like shit i want to go to war with cuba but they're not really doing anything to us and someone raised their hand and they said what if we did those things and said it was cuba and everyone at the table said that was fine it's like some literal star wars cartoon shit it's kind of like what I do whenever I piss my dog off. Like she'll just be hanging out by herself and I start like shaking her while she's asleep. And then all of a sudden it upsets her. And I'm like, wait, why are you mad at me? Like, what did I do? <laughs> I don't understand how those are the same thing. Yeah. At that all. was a kind of a weird but analogy. I'm glad to know that you it's psychologically torment your dog. Okay. I don't know about psychologically torment. <laughs> Jesus. The thing about Northwoods that's interesting to me is, God, I'm trying to remember the number. I think it was somewhere upwards of like 2,000 
attempts or actions taken against Cuba during the entire time that, uh, you know, the U.S. has been trying to discredit them and such. Uh, if you guys are interested in learning more about that, actually, a uh, quick shout out, Blowback Podcast. Uh, listen to ours first and then listen to theirs. <laughs> they did a good uh, good season on Cuba and they talk about some of the shit that uh, America did against Castro. But aside from Northwood... This is not a paid ad. <laughs> a lot of it was just fucking for Cuba? goofy. No, for Blowback, Lyle. Jesus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm fucking... I'm in the middle of a sentence. You guys suck. No, a lot of the shit they did to to get uh, American opinions towards Cuba to be bad or to oust Castro was like Looney Tunes ass shit. You know, it was like a, a stick of dynamite shaped like a cigar or like, you okay, know, wasn't some- that like a literal thing that they tried to do? They was did. Like, yes. Yeah. OK. <laughs> and there was like somebody was like going to slip Christ. a poison dart into like one of his staff and then he would like oh. it was. So that's actually something I have a little bit more on on Operation Mongoose because that or sorry, Family Jewels. Okay, wait until we talk about Family Jewels, because there's a bunch of shit in there about that as far as I understand. But Northwoods is kind of unique in that it was like an actual serious attempt to like it had ramifications. It wasn't like some goofy ass cartoonish bullshit like. 99% 99% of their schemes. Exactly. And it it wasn't like it would just affect Castro. It wasn't like they were going to attempt to assassinate Castro and it would only hurt him. It was like they don't give the, a fuck. Most about of the, the stuff they damage. were doing wouldn't have even hurt Castro. This like Operation Northwoods is one of the only things they did that had any teeth. You know, Bay of Pigs, they had like a quarter of the people that they needed. And they just sent them up there and were like, oh, no, they're dead. Whoops. You know, and a lot and of their some other grandson uh, decided to uh, become a leftist poster on Twitter. Was um, was Castro one of those guys that wouldn't die like a Rasputin type? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good. That's nice. I'm glad I mean, he was. Wasn't he like literally banging the the CIA ops who were like sent to honeypot him? And they uh, yeah, no, it was a reporter. Oh, whatever. I think. But yeah, same deal. She was supposed to get like a damning evidence <laughs> on him and he just, they just fucked. And he, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Charming it, is, guy. it is difficult. Yeah, it, it is difficult for me to imagine going over and meeting with somebody who cares so deeply about the general good for the people that they are in charge of and and being not like, wanting to present with them. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, like if you <laughs> have some, like, you know, it's 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 easy for everybody to say that. But it's like this motherfucker took power and, and he did the things he said he was going to do and he provided for those people. And I just personally don't understand, like Alex said, like how you could go over there and, and meet that and, and not want to fuck him. Like, well, that was I mean, that was something that. A lot of, I believe, a lot of the uh, Americans who actually got the chance to visit Cuba said things like that. They were, they were like, "Oh, we were told that this was a shithole, and it's actually really awesome." Um, huh. that's the entire plot of Godfather Part Two: is how cool Cuba is. Is it? <laughs> that's all I took away. I literally from it. don't know. <laughs> I've never seen Godfather Two. It's a so significant part of it. Yeah. 
I saw Godfather 2 when I was withdrawing from Xanax in the psych ward. I watched it through a, through a cage and a little, little t- cathode ray tube TV. You mean a critical race theory TV? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I meant. Thank you. It's also interesting to me that, you know, like Lyle said, there, everything that happened with Cuba had to be approved by like a panel of people. So, you know, there, there, there's the ghoulishness of a panel of people sitting around, like, what if we did terrorism? But there's also the, the hilarity of a group of people sitting around, like, what if we made this big Rube Goldberg machine and then a string got cut and then a ball swung over and hit him in the head. You know, they did, they did shit like that. So all of the ghoulish shit and all of the goofy shit was the same fuckers sitting around a table. (laughs) <laughs> just i, I, I don't I know mean, it's it's it, funny to imagine it's it's funny but it's also like holy shit these are the people who are pulling the invisible strings of everything that happens in our life like not these exact people anymore because they're all deader than dog shit but it's like people like this it is it is people who are painting photorealistic paintings of tunnels and putting them up in front of concrete in, in the hopes that, that a communist leader is going to drive into them. And those are the people who have more say in your life than you ever will. And it's like, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, you said they were pulling invisible strings. They're not pulling invisible strings. They're pulling visible strings. They're pulling extremely <laughs> visible strings. <laughs> all, all of the people that are in charge of, you know, military and, you know, the CIA and the things that they do, they're all just the dumbest motherfuckers alive it's so funny to me like they're they're doing they're doing things like committing terrorist acts on american citizens and they're fucking bungling their plans and they're bungling the actions they're taking because they're all dumber than shit yeah here's the wild thing so i'm reading up on on lyman lemnitzer that's this is a good time to do that so i'm reading up on lyman louis lemnitzer and the thing is, he was in the military just the whole time. Yeah. Usually when you see th- shit like this, there's like a, like he, he quit the military and went to work at, at, you know, I don't know if fucking Raytheon existed back then, but it's that Probably. kind of situation. I give yeah. up. I, 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 he is, I mean, he's, if I remember correctly, he's like the longest serving general in United States history. Like he was... He was like one of the highest ranked generals in the military and served there for for the longest amount of time as opposed to anybody. And so it's like if anybody's got the fucking dirt on the on the grimy dog shit that we do, it's this motherfucker. It's interesting. I I saw him referenced as Lyman Kirkpatrick in a different article. Hmm. Well, I mean, Tom, he doesn't have dirt on anybody because he's dead. No, but I, I mean, this was, I think, I, I think that, that shit like Operation Northwoods and Operation Mongoose, when they were declassified, was like kind of the beginning. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass and don't know what's going on because I wasn't around when they were declassified. But I feel like this was kind of one of the larger conspiracies that was proven to be true like it's it was like kind of the first time i feel like in a lot of people's lives that they were able to point to it and be like my government is doing this like 
Yeah. And, and, and I think that it was just kind of the first time ever that the veil was pulled back, even, even a minute amount. It, it is wild to me that this can be broken into the public, like, like, let alone that, like, the president who, let alone that someone of high authority found out. But the fact that it was leaked to the public and the CIA still exists is wild to me. It wasn't even leaked. It was just released. Yeah. They just put it out. It, it wasn't like it yeah. they got hacked or who anything. Did, they just said, hey. was that? Uh, Congress. Congress? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I, I believe it was the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Rockefeller Commission. It was like the, the presidential commission appointed to, to reviewing this. Uh, is the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 92, which was... It was 92. I'm sorry, you're as wrong. As a result was, of the Assassination Records Review Board. I'm, I'm reading the same thing you are, and the, the thing that, that's missing here is, like, any public outcry whatsoever. Yeah, no, there was... It's like, fucking wild to me. I mean, how many, how many people do you think in real life that you could ask about shit like Operation Northwoods that they would have any fucking idea what you were talking about? Frankly, I don't oh, have just heard And that's the on name. purpose, because the Kennedy, the Kennedy documents that got released, uh, it, Wikipedia says there was about four million of them, and there was not really much public notice until some guy wrote a book about it. So, you know... I mean, I guess that makes sense, especially in, like, 1992. Yeah. Like, in 1992, it's not like they had, I mean, they had mass distribution of media, yeah, I, but... I don't know. I, I mean, it was... I don't know how big an excuse that is, because, like... Oh, I, I, I don't think it's an excuse at all. I just mean, I understand why it took yeah. longer for people to be upset about it than, than they were, but, again, at, at the same time, it's like... Like I said, this was this was something I probably learned about when I was like twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Like that's crazy. Like the CIA, in the context of our schools, are a an institution which is meant to upheld like the the neoliberal global hegemony. Like, yeah, absolutely. But it's like just from a purely like humanitarian. Just like a, from a human fucking standpoint, just being like, oh, yeah, like our government was planning to like bomb and and kill a bunch of us so that they could go and fund right wing death squads in in a country that's doing better than that was doing better in 1960 than we are in 2022. And but Tom, their cars are all old cars. Have you oh. seen the car? If they don't have a brand new 2022 Honda Civic drive around why is that hmm, I, if only there was some explanation as to why cuba wasn't able to get newer things imported it's because they're commies there was it's because they're commies they like old cars and they oh. don't like they don't want to go and have the choice to pick between a chevy malibu or a nissan altima or, or a toyota corolla or any of those other cars that are mostly I don't identical. Wanna, I don't want to pick between a Nissan Altima and a Toyota Corolla either, honestly. Can we not talk about <laughs> selling cars? It's all I do all fucking day. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm trying to make any no, jokes. But, I mean, Tom, Tom if, you th if you think about it, it's not really surprising. And I, I'm not saying that in like a, in like a the media doesn't want to, you know, want us to know the truth kind of way. But like, it is against the interests of 
a media body in America to report against the American government. You know, it is oh, it is absolutely. against the interest of any person or group in America to do to do or say things that will piss the CIA off because, you know, they can just tell you to shut up. You know, the that's all they'll do. That's so yeah. nice of them. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying like like they're going to kill they're going to kill journalists, but like. Why would you? Why would you rock uh, the boat? But aren't they? <laughs> I mean, fuck. Why would, why would you rock the Gary boat Webb? as an American media corporation if you get better scoops when you shut up about the CIA? You know, or if you get uh, the you know breaking news a little bit earlier when you shut up about the CIA? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I think that's the whole like sinister, twisted point of it. Is it's like, well, hey, you know. If you guys go easy on us on this one thing, we'll give you this, this, and this. And living in in the rat fuck capitalist society that we do, it's like, well, if the only thing that matters is views and clicks, then of course, from a business standpoint, that's what they're going to go yeah. with. None of these people give a shit. None of these people have any sort of spine or backbone or conviction or believe in anything whatsoever. The only thing that they give a fuck about Wolf Blitzer, Cooper Anderson, any of these people Cooper on fucking Anderson. CNN, Fox, Anderson Cooper, whatever the fuck his name is, a little twink on CNN. Um, oh, there's a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> Don Lemon. Uh, uh, it's Don Lemon. Um, but no, it. God damn, is no, it? No, it's absolutely not. I'm pretty I, sure it is. I was about to say, I've, I've never heard it spoken out loud before, so it, I would totally believe you if, if you had told me in all no, seriousness. No, I mean, it's, but, you're, you're making it sound so sinister, Tom, and it's really not. It's, it's the government is run as if it were a business, and the media is run as if it were a business. That's, that's all it is. I mean, is that not sinister? Is that not the most sinister it's, it's thing you can think of? It's not sinister in like a in like a conspiracy way. It, it I mean it's sinister in a in the way the entirety of capitalism is sinister, but okay, it's it's enough. not like it's fair not enough. like we're being I'll things are that. being yeah. hidden from our eyes. It's literally just capitalist media, capitalist government, bada boom bada bing. The 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 thing that seems sinister to me about it though is that it does you know. seem a little more premeditated than, than other big stories like this like like think about there was the pentagon papers there's shit like like there's plenty of instances where where the press did hold the state accountable so the fact the fact that something this big like because yeah you're right that you know if they were to break something like this they'd have less access to information and stuff but they'd also like sell more papers than any paper in the history of ever the fact that that they saw a story this big and this outrageous and then decided not to does to me kind of imply that there was a little bit more of a quid pro quo quid pro quo fuck me than than there usually is they do that on uh safe things lyle they do that on things that they can report on that they won't suffer for and i think there's a pretty good chance that 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 you know uh fucking whatever paper it was could have suffered from the pentagon papers you know if if impeachment or whatever else didn't go their way i also think that journalism in the the 60s was probably wild different wildly different than than what we are than what we experience well that's absolutely uh, in terms true. of journalism <laughs> i i mean i just think that like i'm yeah i'm just assuming the people were dumber than dirt and it was like the wild west i think it i think like older school journalism like that it's probably the opposite 
Like, I feel like the fact that there is ballsy. a lot less monopolization of the oh, industry no, no. And, and all that. Like they I'm have, not saying the journalists. I'm saying, like, the public. I'm saying that like, the fair. public yeah, in the 60s was probably just lead poisoned to shit and stupid as hell. So you could just say anything. They'd be like, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody was eating fucking paint That's chips also and, how and the public <laughs> was in the uh, late 90s, early aughts. It's also how the public is literally right this second <laughs> as we That's are true. speaking uh one of the things that the sunday morning podcast really always tries to get across to our listeners is that uh paint chips are sweet and delicious um and you should snack on them at your earliest convenience yes that's correct All right, y'all, we are uh, trying out a new segment here because it's something that we think is pretty funny and quite enjoyable. And uh, we are reading out the reviews that we get. We get reviews like this titled Bender Ender from BW666420. And they said, after completing my end of week psychedelic and alcohol fueled bender Thursday night through Sunday morning, There's nothing I enjoy more than the confused voice of Nancy Pelosi, followed by an hour of glorious political-adjacent content to reset my mind and spirit in preparation for the next week. Keep it up, or I might go insane. That's beautiful. That's poetry. Thank you, BW666420. We appreciate your support. (laughs) If you're listening, don't kill yourself. I'd say that's good advice for any of our listeners. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you're listening to this at all, you shouldn't kill yourself. I think we just saved some lives. We're heroes. We're like Logic putting out that 1-800 song. (laughs) Well, that was our very first ever review reading. Uh, If you would like me to read more embarrassing shit on air, if it's something that... uh, you would like me to say then as long as you leave us a five-star review i will say uh whatever app podcasts allows you to put in the reviews without automatically removing it <laughs> obviously it helps the podcast it it really does help us out and it is something that we enjoy so it's it's another segment that we're going to try and institute somewhat semi-regularly and uh yeah Do we, you guys want to fucking talk about Operation Mongoose now that we've spent half an hour yes, on because To well, be fair, the first 10 minutes of that was just dicking around. I was about to say, we, we, we got a solid amount on it, but I do want to talk about Mongoose because Operation Mongoose is one that is more interesting to me than Operation Northwoods. A, because it was something that I had literally no knowledge of whatsoever, like Operation Northwoods, I had I had heard of a couple of times. Like it was it was something that I knew of, like sort of in an abstract for a while. But Operation Mongoose is not something that I really knew a lot about. And it was it was the exact same thing as Operation Northwoods. So Operation Mongoose was basically everything that they were planning to do. To American citizens, they decided to go do to Cuban citizens. They decided they were going to commit those same acts of terrorism, the hijackings, the bombings. They wanted to specifically attack the naval base at Gitmo um, and blame it all on Castro. And the reason this is so interesting 
to me is because this got like formal authorization from the White House. Like President Eisenhower was like, yeah, man, this is awesome. Let's do it. And and fully signed off on it in 1960. Which reading some of the stuff that you put in here, again, it's like what I said earlier. It's so funny that there was so much support behind this. Like it's you, crazy. you took some notes. You said they tried to pay a bunch of mobsters to put poison in Castro's food. And wait, then wait, pretend wait, wait, wait. That we that have was to wait for that. Corp- okay. All right. Yeah, we, we have to that, wait guess, for that because it's so good. Family Jewels is so goddamn funny. And that's part. Sorry. That was why I put the family jewels in parentheses under there. But but no, like they they did like Operation Mongoose. They literally. OK, so the U.S. around this time was planning on launching a manned satellite and they were fully expecting it to crash and for the pilot to die. And their plan was that they were going to blame Castro for the crash of it. It was called Operation Dirty Trick. It was like it was sort of like a subplot to to Operation Mongoose. And they were basically. How are you going to blame Castro? Like, are they going to say Cuba shot it down? It shot it down. I I literally don't know. It's just it's it's the funny thing of, oh, fuck, they're so destitute because they're communist. It's so awful. Like they're living in squalor. They have nothing to. Well, they are one of the most advanced civilizations of all time, and they were able to shoot a manned satellite out of space back onto the Earth. Yeah, hold on. Let me just get let me just sink this three with an anti-aircraft gun, shoot two miles up into the stratosphere and hit a satellite. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's it's fucking insane. it's goofy. It's goofy as shit. Yeah, it, this is a bunch of grown men who supposedly have, you know, who are smart, supposedly and <laughs> talented and capable, supposedly. And they're all just like cute. No, that's uh, that's the members of the Sunday morning podcast. Aww, cute and compassionate. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah, Lyle got a little. I've got a little. uh off the rails there. Well, I got a little glaze in his eye. Yeah. Lyle's, Lyle's at full mast in this recording session. <laughs> I'm, I'm at full mast in every recording session, baby. <laughs> hey, yo. Makes two of us. Hey, yo. Hey. No, but I, I mean, like, like, if you suggested to, like, a book publisher, for example, you sent them a copy of your book and were like, hey, I'm going to have some guys shoot a manned satellite out of the air from, you know, this poverty-stricken country. That's basically the story they're suggesting. Your book publisher would be like, no, this is stupid. This is not yeah, realistic. Yeah, he'd tell you to fuck off. <laughs> he'd be like, shut the, yeah, get the fuck out of and here. And the entire U.S. military apparatus is like, yeah, it looks good to me. You know what? I take back what I said about people being stupider back then than they are now, because the thing is, back then, they had to have these wild conspiracy theories in order to get people on board with heinous shit. Like, they had to think about killing people and shooting down satellites with, like, a gun. But today, all you gotta say is there's, like, mole children underneath a pizza joint in New York City, and that'll inspire plenty of people to do stupid shit. I do think that, like, a lot of conspiracy theories kind of came out of trying to make sense of the dissonance caused by everything that you see, the things that you know for a fact are going on, and the things that the media and the government are telling you. And, and I think that that is what 
is largely responsible for conspiracy theory culture. I, I don't think necessarily that it's on the people. I almost feel like it's kind of the opposite. Like, I feel like a lot of it, I think you're right in that a lot of it comes from people obviously seeing like shit that just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? But I feel yeah. like the, the reason those turn into conspiracy theories is because it, they, they think it can't just be that obvious. Like most of what we're, we're looking at with all of this shit is like moneyed interests in like arms dealing and, and healthcare and all that kind of shit when these conspiracies yeah. come up. And I think people think like, if it were that simple, they'd have fixed it by now, right? It's gotta be Satan worshiping <laughs> in a pizza joint. Because if it's not, why the fuck haven't we fixed it yet? Yeah, it's just like broken people's fucking brains to be like, there is no way that this is really what's going on. It is so difficult to accept that. It's, it's yeah, so hard. Yeah, because rather than, rather than accept that you are... A, you know, a commodity to a health care corporation and they want you to die because it'll make you more money. You, you know, start going into big pharma, con, you know, conspiracy theories, you know, a lot of which have basis in fact. And then that just gives that gives yes. credence to the crazier ones. You know, there's the the idea that, you know, the big pharmacy corporations are trying to, you know, pump you full of pills so they can make more money. That's just true. And then. You know, yeah. Yeah. you start there and then from there you're like, well, that one was true. So the one about, you know, the lizards mining my skin for, uh, you know, coal dust, that must be true, too. It's not that far off. Exactly. It's like it's it reminds me. And again, this is this is for another episode, but but it, it reminds me of of QAnon. It's, you know, their specific branding pivot in 2020 is what makes me think of this. They changed from QAnon with Jewish space lasers and mole children to we are trying to save children who are victims of human trafficking. And so you get all these people who, again, obviously this is a very big issue. It's something that affects a a, a large number of people and it's, it's a very serious issue. And so you start, you know, obviously you're able to buy into the things that you know are factually true. And by the time you get down the ladder to the point where you're getting into things that it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe that's a little bit much. Maybe, maybe Jewish people aren't, aren't firing lasers to start wildfires in California during like wildfire season. But at Mm. that point, you've bought in too much. It's, it's more cognitive dissonance for that person to at that point deny the other things that they've believed than it is to accept wholesale that all of these things are happening because of this. Yeah. And you you, you mentioned human trafficking. Um, One of the things that you'll read about Cuba is uh, operation Peter Pan. Just quick summary for the listeners. I don't really want to get too deep into it, but operation Peter Pan, they basically just uh, the U S government kidnapped about 12 or 14,000 Cuban children. They didn't like snatch them out of their houses, but uh, their parents were convinced strongly to send them away because, you know, people thought uh, people were, you know, brainwashed into believing that Castro was going to steal their children. And they all went to live with Matt Gates. They're all still in America. Most of them have never returned to Cuba. You know, a bunch of a bunch of kids. So you see that and you know, wow, this actually did happen. 
And then you think, oh, uh, yeah. like that, that conspiracy theory that was going around during quarantine where they thought kids were getting human trafficked in pieces of furniture on Wish.com. Uh, it was Wayfair, actually. Wayfair, yeah. Because the names of the furniture pieces were like the names of kids. So you thought you were buying a Justin cabinet and there was a kid named Justin in it. I know. I paid $7,000 for, for my goddamn computer desk and I got a fucking <laughs> child with it. That's not what I wanted. I wanted a goddamn $7,000 computer desk. No, but in all seriousness, just going back, trying to get us back on topic to, to what we were talking about, which is just like the, the, yeah, like the awful atrocities that the CIA has been like foaming at the mouth to commit, not willing to commit. It's not like a sense of duty. It is, it is not a sense of patriotism. It is, we must do this so that we can kill these people. So one of the main reasons that they did all of this, Operation Northwoods and Mongoose, was because in the 1960s, I honestly don't even know if we still are, but in the 1960s, we were a member of OAS, which is the Organization of American States. It was um, like a council between all of the countries um, in the Americas. and. In order to go to war with any of those countries, you needed a two-thirds approval from the council of the OAS. And for this reason, they planned not just on like attacking Cuba and, and attacking the U.S., they planned on, on attacking specifically Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago because they were part of the British Commonwealth at the time. And they thought that that would be enough to get the rest of the OAS on board to get them that two-thirds vote to go to war with Cuba. It's like, that's fucking crazy. That is the most insane shit I've ever heard in my life. That is the most war hawkish, bloodthirsty. Like, if that is if that is a thought that even crosses your mind for a split second, I just. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. It makes me so It'll be mad. like a like a nine second bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, we are governed by the dumbest goddamn people to have ever existed. We are completely controlled by the dumbest fucking person that you went to it's high school. Really funny. That guy, the dumbest and the evilest person that you've ever met in your life is in charge of your bank, and he's the one charging you 25% interest on your fucking credit card. That's the guy who's doing it. Okay, do we want to talk about family jewels? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so getting into family jewels, because this was something that I, I kind of wanted to tie into Operation Mongoose. Ain't so. that the show with Gene Simmons from Kiss? <laughs> was it? Um, no, wait, was, was that actually wait. a show? Yeah, no, yeah, it actually Gene was. Gene Simmons' family jewels. Was it good? He's the dude Shut with the really long tongue, right? You're thinking of Ozzy Osbourne. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why would I know the difference? Those are two very different people. Wildly different. I don't people. even know what this Lyle show is about. And I... <laughs> hold on, Lyle. Okay, no, hold on. Cut all of this. I'm going to show you a f picture of fucking Gene Simmons. <laughs> I know what they look like, and I know what oh, bands fuck, they Gene were Simmons in. Gene Simmons is Israeli? <laughs> I just don't know which one yelled Sharon or not. To be fair... To be completely, totally honest with you, 
If you Google Gene Simmons family jewels, the first picture that comes up looks a lot like Ozzy Osbourne. He was holy <laughs> shit. He's he's Israeli born. His he was born as uh, Kyam Witz was his name. Gene yeah. Simmons. Why the fuck would he name himself Gene Simmons? What an awful fucking name to choose for I'm, yourself. I'm looking at pictures and Ozzy is cool. He was born in Israel to Jewish immigrants from uh, Hungary. So family jewels. Okay, so Family Jewels, sorry, I I got off track, but the reason that I I was kind of tying this in and and how I got into it was with Operation Mongoose, (laughs) like, one of the things we talked about how they wanted, how the U.S. wanted to carry out an attack on Guantanamo Bay in in Cuba, and they tried to pay off so many different, uh, like, a number of different commanders in Castro's army to stage the attack to like go blow up the the u.s naval base they're like hey you know we'll we'll give you money we'll do this for you and all of them told them to fuck off it's so funny to me because you could just take the money yeah, and say no fuck yeah i mean <laughs> just give give me this hundred dollars and then i'll you know yeah. and then I, i'll just and leave like, i'll just and, walk and away and so related to all of this which is you know okay so the family jewels, just to kind of kind of get into it for for people that don't know. So the family jewels was a massive fucking document from I be- think it was the seventies um, that the CIA had. It was a number of correspondences between like field agents and uh, higher ups in the office. Wasn't declassified until fucking two thousand and seven. And holy shit, seven hundred fucking pages. It was so many. It it contained information on them attempting uh, on on assass- attempting to assassinate Castro, uh Lumumba in the Democratic Republic Democratic Republic of uh, Congo. Rafael Trujillo. Yeah, you're welcome. Who was uh, what Trujillo. country did Trujillo uh, lead? The yeah, that's Trujillo. why I put my my okay. my face in my hands. Uh Lyle, you better cut that out or my Hispanic wife will literally kill me. Um Rafael Trujillo in the Dominican Republic and Renee Schneider, she was a uh military officer in the chilean army and and they tried to assassinate all those people all of those people and didn't they actually get lumumba so that's my favorite thing to come out of this because this (laughs) is what i believe this is what i believe and i don't believe that it's the truth but the reason that i believe it is because it is the funniest outcome which is that obama's mom assassinated lumumba Okay. I'm going to need more details, please. Okay. Well, so Obama's mom worked for the State Department, and she was an ambassador to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, who started a few months after Lumumba was assassinated, according to her accounts. Um, and then after that, her son uh, went on to become one of the mm. most powerful and influential presidents in modern American history. So um, that's all. That's 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 the only reason that I find it interesting. Um, but basically, what the family jewels were was a a huge series of documents that were declassified that detailed a bunch of different operations by the CIA in which they wiretapped uh, uh, illegally, obviously. They opened mail, whether uh, any mail that was coming to and from like China, Russia, or Cuba, they opened it. The most famous was Jane Fonda. I don't know. Have you guys heard about like the Jane Fonda letters? No. Uh, Very vaguely. Okay. Basically, what 
they said, so they opened her mail and they basically said that she was giving names and I think they said social security numbers, which why the fuck would anybody care? I just don't understand why any other goddamn country would give a shit about social security numbers of American citizen, like of people who are fighting for America. Like, like what, what, what the fuck are they going to do with a, with a social security number? Are they going to open up a credit card in their name? Like basically what it is, is it was bullshit. And, and it was, they, they smeared Biden. Yeah. And they basically said that Jane Fonda turned over a bunch of smuggled letters from POWs in Vietnam to the Viet Cong. And it just wasn't true. But the reason that they were able to do this is because they opened her mail. And it was, and, and the family jewels was just admitting that they were like, yeah, yeah, no, we did that. Um, it, it's, you know, COINTELPRO. They, they stalked reporters that like reported negatively on the CIA. They physically surveilled them, followed them to like their homes, physically intimidated them. It was just like their little black book of like all the awful fucking shit that they did. And it outlined all of the assassinations of the world leaders that they either did or attempted to assassinate. And the most interesting thing about this is that there's one jewel, one jewel, one little tidbit that's been redacted by the CIA. Hmm. Hmm. So they admitted to (laughs) attempting to assassinate the leaders of multiple different countries. Uh, this also included MK Ultra. By the way, this was I. This was where a lot of people got a lot of information on MK Ultra, and still, there was one redacted thing. I am one hundred and ten percent convinced that it's the the JFK assassination. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can it's, see it. It's literally the only thing I can think of that makes sense. Like they have copped to At so that much time awful in history. Shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like what else was going on in the '60s that was so awful that could have potentially fucked up the stabilization of the global order, other than oh, the CIA assassinated JFK. I just don't understand like what else it would be. And the the thing is, so the National Security Archive filed a Freedom of Information Act request and they didn't get back to them for 15 fucking years. It took them 15 goddamn years to release this with one redacted statement. I just this was also the thing I know we we kind of mentioned it earlier. This was the part part of the family jewels and and part of obviously part of this was their assassination attempts on Castro. And one of the things that they tried to do, they tried to pay, I think it was like two or three different mobsters, like big time mobsters. They gave them a bunch of poison pills and told them to put it in Castro's food because he owed them a bunch of money from gambling debts. And they and and that was like they pretended to represent like big like like international corporations and like like casinos and stuff, basically like international loan sharks. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, this this Castro guy he's a pretty bad, dude, not because of all the other stuff you've heard, because that's actually pretty cool, but because he owes us money for gambling. And like (laughs) that was the approach that they took. And even the mobsters were like, fuck off. Like, no. (laughs) 
was because they liked Cuba. They thought it was great. I'm telling you, it's in the movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot we did. Oh, shit. We did talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, your homework, if you're listening to this episode, is to go and watch The Godfather 2, apparently. It's all the answers are in there. Okay, so apparently uh, two mobsters actually did try to do it. The CIA gave them six poison pills. <laughs> they knew they weren't going to get it the first time, so they fucking gave them six of them. And they, they apparently kept trying to put it in the food, what's also funny. So, okay, so the CIA obviously was, was going out of their way to, uh, to discredit Castro. and. One of the plans that they suggested was basically spraying down and like completely coding the studio that he would broadcast from with LSD, which if you know anything about the CIA in the 60s is that they goddamn love their LSD. They loved LSD. They really did. And I'm sure, by the way, for the listeners, I'm sure we're going to be doing... Uh, a whole ass MK Ultra episode later. That's just too much to fit into this one. But, whew, god damn, did they love their LSD. And that was, that was like one of their first plans. And then they were like, eh, we don't know, we, we can't really do that. And then <laughs> they decided to, uh, they wanted to lace it with, they wanted to lace like one of the cigars with some other MK Ultra duck drug that they used. And their last plan was that they were going to make his beard fall out. And they were... <laughs> Yep. What? It, it was just yeah, as no, like a it was, prank just to get him? No, like Got they, him. they thought that it was gonna like affect his public image. Like not having that beard was going to make him appear as like a weak leader. And Try, trying to to get Castro's beard to fall off just so that we can do a hymns.com spot. <laughs> I mean, but, it, it would change his public image, but like in the same way a fucking haircut would. That is an iconic part. You know, when Castro's portrayed, he is always portrayed with the beard. Yeah. Like it's an iconic part of his image, but absolutely not that much. It's not going to yeah. like. <laughs> It's not going to bring Cuba crumbling. Yeah, it might make some people be like, oh, huh, I liked the beard. But the way that they propose to do this is probably the funniest thing to me, which is that they wanted to put thallium, thallium, thallium or thallium, I don't know, thallium salts thallium. Um, in his shoes. They thought they so their plan was he was so he was like taking a trip outside of Cuba and they thought that he was going to leave his shoes outside of his hotel room to be polished. And then at that point, they were going to put the thallium salts in his shoes, which were going to make his beard fall out. And then he canceled the shoes. Fuck if I know. Huh? And they were just going to put it in and they were going to make his beard fall out. And then he canceled it and he completely fucked up the entire, uh, United States. Love that. Cool. Um, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> what the fuck does Alex do at the end of these? <laughs> I don't fucking know. That's why I kept getting <laughs> fucked up. Because I was like, wait, hold on. What am I supposed to even say? <laughs> we really appreciate you listening. Uh, if, if you like what you heard, 
please go ahead and follow us on whatever app you're using to listen. Uh, we put this stuff out every Sunday morning, as the name would suggest. Well, well we would like to think so. We try. <laughs> uh, and you can follow us at Sunday underscore pod on Twitter. All the links to all the hosts are there, as well as some of our guests, our website, our Patreon, if you want to send us a little bucks, a couple bucks on the side. And lastly, if you liked it, leave us a review. Maybe we'll read some funny ones out in the middle of the show. But if not, just leave us the stars. It helps out the podcast. It lets us put out this free stuff for you. I don't know what I'm doing, so let me just say good morning, Sunday morning, and we will see you next week. As always. As always. Good morning, Sunday morning.